This is Dark Mesic with Brutally Delicious, coming at you with a review of Camelot's brand new album, The Awakening. So let me preface this by saying I've seen Camelot live probably something like seven times. I've been on 70,000 tons of metal five times, and they have played three of them. I've also seen them at least twice outside of that, so that would be eight. Perhaps most importantly, when I was in high school, I heard a little bit of the ghost opera and it did not hook me. It took me until Liar Liar Wasteland Monarchy came out that I was finally a true fan of the band. Point being, I am way more familiar with the Tommy era and I'm not going to automatically reject anything that doesn't have Roy on it. My two favorite albums by Camelot are Karma and Haven. I don't have this wonderful reverence for the Black Halo, and in particular, I can't stand the song March of Mephisto. That's a lot of explanation, just to say I actually very much enjoy Camelot's modern era. So going into this, I had decently high hopes, minus the fact that the Shadow Theory was a bit of a letdown. Not to worry, though. This one was great. Stylistically, it is very similar to the last few. It's less industrial than the Shadow Theory. I think it's a decent, say, Silverthorn or Haven follow-up. The band sounds amazing as always. It's great to have Alex Randenberg, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, on drums. The production is slick as always. Tommy Karavik shines, wonderful vocalist. Yada, yada, yada. Let's get into some songs. Right away, The Great Divide. I thought, fuck yeah, Camelot's back, because this sounds more like Haven. Phantom Divine is certainly not a bad song, and it takes on a new life when played live, but it let me down the first time I heard it on The Shadow Theory. This opening was certainly propitious. I'm listening to this and thinking, okay, cool. The rest of the album is going to be good. It's hard to put the finger on exactly what this track possessed. It just felt more real. Maybe it's how the drums were mixed. Either way, feels more like a live band playing and less like a studio production. Opus of the Night. There's a reason why this was one of the singles. It's a great banger and it's a good new style, but also kind of reminds me of one of the Elizabeths from Karma. I think it's Elizabeth Part 3. Forgive me, there's three of them and one of them's 11 minutes. I don't feel like listening just for this review. Midsummer's Eve. This was a really nice ballad. It's not too similar to Here's to the Fall, but it's in that vein while still feeling like an evolution. This is not a rehash. Blood Moon. This is a sort of different song from them. It's not straight double bass. I think it was just like a good hard rock slash metal song. It was not distinctively power metal, if I'm remembering it correctly. I'm going to go listen again. On the 70,000 Tons of Metal Discord, this one was specifically called out for being a standout. Okay, I'm listening again. There are definitely elements of power metal here, like the lead guitar. It just kind of has a different groove. Maybe I'm nuts and this is typical. The Looking Glass. This is a great, more typical power metal song, one where Tommy really shines. I think this is my favorite off the album, but I'll need a couple more listens to solidify that. And lastly, Willow, another sort of more somber track, Into My Pantheon, specifically the transition, but both songs, really cool. So I definitely enjoyed this album. I 100% think it's a step up from the last album, probably on par with Haven or Silverthorn, and that's high praise. I will, however, bring up a point of criticism that came in that same 70,000 Tons of Metal Discord. Somebody who will remain nameless said, and I quote, Who is ready for the same exact Camelot we have been getting for the last 10 years? 
Now, we're something like 30 years after Camelot began. I don't remember when their first album was. I want to say 95. But for a band that's been around for that long, inevitably you do get into a style. God knows the last couple Iron Maiden albums have sounded pretty much exactly the same. And let's be real. If they changed it up, we'd all be disappointed. I was not very happy with the slight industrial direction on the Shadow Theory. But I digress. That's the only real point of criticism would be that it is starting to sound not formulaic, but like the band is coasting a bit. That said, I love this album. Hurry up and announce the tour already. We know you're playing Prog Power. You're going to have to get visas for that. Just do a tour and announce it already so I can adjust my travel plans, please. Also, please play The Looking Glass live. Rock on, dudes. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.